Hello everyone, I'm Mr. Frisco and this is my real estate show. Today on my show is a Frisco Housing Market Insights. My guest today is Clint Fukua, health engineer, owner and co-founder of at Olympic Fit and what's new going on in a Frisco business and social life. Meet Mr. Frisco, a realtor selling residential real estate in Frisco and far north Dallas. As a former professional athlete, track and field, and strength and conditioning coach, Mr. Frisco immigrated to the USA 20 years ago with $50 in his pocket, a suitcase, and zero English to pursue the American dream and build a successful real estate business. Hardworking, persistent, customer service, and detail-oriented, Mr. Frisco strives to secure a smooth closing on his client's biggest investment, their home. He puts his experience and knowledge to serve his clients the best way possible. Building his business by referral allows him to maintain relationships with his clients and serve them even after the transaction is closed. This is Frisco Realty News with Mr. Frisco. Let's see what's going on on a Frisco market. In October, the median Frisco existing home price uh, for the past 12 months has increased 8.7%, reaching $600,000 and the median price for October decreased 5.5% compared with September. So, the prices in Frisco has been going down with increasing uh, interest rates despite uh, the low inventory. The inventory on the market increased 152.2% compared with the same time of the last year with 363 uh, homes for sale on the market. The inventory on the market decreased 11% in October compared with September. And the inventory in Frisco has been, uh, go, uh, has been uh, still low. The median existing home sales for the past 12 months is down 35.9%, reaching 157 sold homes and the home sales for October decreased 7.7% compared with uh, September. So, the market activity in Frisco has been slowing down for the last five months. The median days on the market for the past 12 months is up to reaching 29 days, which uh, it takes two days longer in October to sell a house compared with September. And the monthly supply of inventory on the market is still very low, two months, which is still a strong seller's market. And just to remind you again uh, that the balanced market is considered when there is a six months supply of inventory on the market. So the market uh, is uh, still very short on inventory in Frisco. And now it's time for my guest. Let me introduce you to Clint Fukua, a health engineer, owner and co-founder at Olympic Fit. Hey Clint, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Oh man, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. So we have been knowing each other for a long time. Yeah, very long time. It's yeah? been at least eight years. At oh, least eight. More, I think. Yeah, probably more than that. Probably closer to ten. I remember when you were hosting this network event at uh, Egg Place in. Oh yeah, yeah, Egg and I. Remember? Oh yeah, the Egg and I. That was the Egg and I. Yes, that was, that I don't was, know if still exists. Yeah, that was my fourth location to host to yes. host events at. Yes, yes, yes. So you always been in um. In the fitness business, or you moved from somewhere else? Uh, no, always, always. Yeah, basically, since uh, since I was fourteen. Technically, since I was thirteen, All right. I've, been, I've been doing the same thing. 
That's good. That's good. So what's your background in sport? Uh, so background, I was not the athlete. I was the guy that was keeping all the athletes healthy and on, on the field. So I was actually a student trainer all the way, technically from eighth grade, all the way through high school and into college. Okay. So I was doing full-scale rehab programs before I graduated high school. I mean, I was almost a PT by the time I graduated high school. That's, uh, by the way, not many people realize, but that's important. Oh, yeah. It, it, it required a lot, a lot of no, no knowledge. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's... I was I was highly recruited coming out of high school, so I actually was I was joining the college with a full ride as a student trainer, which does not happen. Well, you have to know the human body if you want to be a good trainer. So yeah, oh yeah, that's a, that's a great thing. All right. So you said how many years were you in the business? Uh, well, since I was thirteen, so we're coming up on forty-five now. Sure, Let's do right. some math. It's been uh, a long time. <laughs> you will never turn your age. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, well, well, that's great. So you always been in um, no, you are the f fitness engineer. Uh no, the health the engineer. Health engineer. The health engineer. So yeah. exactly, that's all about the health, the health with the athletes, health with the people. So the sport is all about health. Yeah, what well, pe people are people, right? So even athletes are just pe are just people. They have to live after their sport is over. Um, most of them don't realize that, but they they need to realize that whenever they go into it, which is you're going to play this thing for from the time you're eight until maybe 25, 30 if you're lucky. If you're Tom Brady, you'll keep going until you're 45 or 46. Um, that never happens. Most people, their sports career is a good two years as a pro if you make it to that point. And even then, you still have to live life after that. So if you're going to – nobody wants to limp their entire life, right? So – you know, a lot of the athletes that we work with, we primarily get them focused on being healthy. And as a result of that, they get better. They get stronger, faster, everything else. The proper way, it takes longer, right? But they don't have the injuries. They don't have all the issues that most of the other athletes have that by the time they quit playing, well, they're, they're beyond injured. They're completely wrecked. So they're having to get stem cell treatments weekly just to get stuff to regenerate, uh, they've had surgeries, they've replaced this, replaced that, one knee, two knee, hip, spine, right? So uh, the goal is for our athletes to not have those issues uh, or, you know, limit the possibility of those things happening to them. Uh, and then for everybody else too. Yeah. Well, uh, the sport who goes hand by hand for injuries, so it's about to make them as less as possible. Oh, yeah. So it's uh, it's about methodology and knowledge, uh, yeah. about the training knowledge. Um, so um, have you always been working with uh, performance athletes, or you have you worked before with uh, just regular people? Fitness? I'm, I am all over the map uh, with people I've worked with, because um, I mean I've worked with elite athletes like we are now, student athletes. I've had. Any and all ages of people, people coming out of surgeries, a lot of post-hab stuff. People come to me after, they'll, after they have surgery, they see their PT, or even while they're with their PT, I'll start doing the, all the post-hab work on them. Uh, or even prehab before they go into surgery, which is even more important, because if you don't have that, well, surgery and, and rehab are really tough. Um, and everybody else. I mean, I've, I've worked with um, people that have had chronic diseases, stuff like that. Um, man, uh, Michael J. Fox, he's got... Um, was that um, handshake all the time? Anyway, so I've I've had a I've had a client with the same thing. He's got the carpenter. 
Hmm? Carpal tunnel? Uh, no, no, no. Actually, well, I've had clients with carpal tunnel. Carpal tunnel is actually pretty easy. That's, that's yeah. a shoulder issue. <laughs> um, we've, like, we can correct that pretty quickly. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've had people with all kinds of wild, different stuff, usually because they come to me. The, the whole health and en- engineer thing comes from, I see everything as an engineering problem. I want to build rocket ships and cars. Honestly, that's, that was my dream job. Um, so now I get to do that with, with people. So it's figuring out what missing pieces and how to make somebody's life better. And so that's where the whole health engineer thing comes from. Cause I'm doing an engineering pro- problem with somebody coming to me. It's like, okay, what are the issues? What are the missing pieces here? How do we engineer you around this and, and give you, give you a better life. Right. Um, so, and it, some, some of it comes down to stress levels. Some of it comes down to lifestyle. Some of it's diet. Some of it is exercise protocols. Um, I hate to say it, but that's the easiest part of it usually. It, <laughs> it's um, not, not belittling you know, the, what I do, but some, sometimes the fitness part is just, it's almost overly simple and people make things way too complex in this industry. Right. Way too complex at times. Um, and all it takes is just is watching somebody move around for a little bit and you'll figure out, okay, here's what we need to do. Um, is this a movement issue? Is it a brain issue? Is it a uh, nervous system issue that maybe they can or cannot do this at all, right? Um, some people, there's certain, certain things they just can't do. And you kind of have to break it down to them with, we can improve this, but this is how good you're going to get. Probably don't need to. You know, they're yeah. trying to do things that they don't need to do. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> there's that too. Here's my goal. You sure? <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> why do you Why do you want to do that? What's What's your real reason mm-hmm. wanting to do that? Yeah. Uh, are you sure that's a goal? Uh, mark down the bucket list. It's, it might yes. be a, 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 a maybe something that's going to happen. Uh, let's look at some some more realistic stuff. But um, yeah, it's uh, Parkinson's. It's Parkinson's disease. Yeah, Parkinson's, okay. yeah. So yes, yes, uh, yes. yeah, I, I had a guy with Parkinson's years ago, and that was. Very interesting because he was different day to day on that. Some days Parkinson's was kind of under control, some days not. And I could actually tell whenever I shook his hand, depending on the quality of his skin, that tell that told me automatically every day what we had to do exercise-wise. Was he going to be good for working out? Or was he going to be really, was he going to be a difficult day, right? Um, just from the skin quality because I knew what the connection was, mind, body, everything else. Um, but yeah, we, we did a lot of stuff with him, nutritional, from a nutritional standpoint, stuff like that. And he actually progressed. He got better while we were together. So his Parkinson's was actually really well controlled. Uh, he wasn't late stage, but he was like beginning. So it's like, we can, if we can keep you going the way we are, we can probably hold that for longer and longer until there's new medical stuff for, for helping out with that. Um, but supplement wise, we got him on a nice little blend too, that really helped keep things pretty stable yeah i remember when i was a kid my grandfather he he had um parkinson disease mm-hmm. and um he went to a group fitness group and improved a lot yeah when the training is right yeah it improves it slows down and people are more accommodated to life and can use you know their hand and stuff yeah that's a, that's amazing yeah it is amazing. It's a great thing. And you mentioned, uh, you know, uh, cars. Uh, the human body is much more sophisticated and oh, sufficient. Yeah. 
than a car and you really need to know how to tune it up and how to push the button. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we give cars attitudes and stuff. They don't have attitudes. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they do, but we actually have like, we, we have attitudes. We, we have an entire emotional system that, that gets filtered into all the physical and everything else. And with that piece of it's, uh, so every trainer, every, every, like every new trainer that talks yeah. to me about getting into the industry, I'm like, here's what you gotta do. Go take a couple of psychology courses and every time they're just kind of looking at me like, why would I do psychology? I'm like, you're going to spend more time doing psychology and psychoanalysis with your clients than you ever will the exercise part. The exercise, putting together the program is, is so simple. Getting into their mind, your mindset, and getting them to do things they don't want to do or getting them to change their mindset on things is that's a whole different realm. And that's where you got to be to be a trainer because, well, you got that and they're going to offload every problem they've got in their life on you. So you're now a bartender, essentially, because people go to the bar, the bartender's there. Hey, bartender, I got a problem. Help me out, right? Um, so instead of you giving them shots, you're giving them dumbbells, and they're offloading all their problems on you. So it's like, go take a psychology course or two, because you're about to be in way over your head what you think you're going to be doing. is You're not just telling them, you know, drop and give me 20 they're going to give you two and they're going to look back up at you and it's going to be, let's make a deal time or man, you know what happened to me today? <laughs> and you know, let, let the therapy session begin. Okay. Br bring the couch over, right? <laughs> um, go ahead, do some leg lifts and lay on the couch. Let's, let's work this thing out. Uh, Cause you really, most people are doing that. They are working out problems and issues while they're with you. Yeah. Um, this is our command center. You know, here's the hub that commands all body, correct? Mm -hmm. So everything comes from here, and if you if you don't know how to command this, and um, everything to our muscles comes from here, and uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. If, you're, uh, if you're mentally emotionally not there, especially the athletes, if yeah. they're mentally emotionally not there, they're losing the game. They're they're losing their race, uh, and a lot of them like so we do with a lot of track track people. Ten seconds, right? Ten seconds or less, your event is over. If you lose concentration, you got something else in your head for. A fraction of a second, you just came in last, and you lost your sponsorship, and you lost all your money, <laughs> and you're nobody in the sport now. I'm bam in in under ten seconds, you could have your entire career gone after working. I mean, for talking about Olympics, you train for four years, you get there, you're hyped up, and then you don't perform. Well, done. Yeah, that's the magic of the sport, by the way. Oh, yeah, it's a body and mind. Oh, yeah. Together, body and mind together. Um, I see a lot. Of, I think we all seen a lot of people going to the gym, all right, and they're like uh, uh, doing some hard stuff, and they're sweating, and they're lifting weights, uh, you know, uh, and and they're just going around, and they're sweating, and and then they complain that they don't have energy, and then. Then they say, so uh, fitness in sport is all about to perform, to be mm -hmm. to, to have more energy, to be healthier, but I don't have it. Yep. So is that where the coach is coming to, to, to get the right way people to work out and exercise? Yes, some of it. There, there's also, you know, I, before I talked previously about Maybe that's not your goal. Maybe that shouldn't be your goal. I'm talking to people in the camera right now. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but you walk in. I've got this goal. I want to do two days. I want to do this. I want to do 75 hard. How about you do a 30 easy? 
Okay, before you venture into the 75 hard thing or you go do this wild, crazy exercise thing that you want to do or you think is the good thing for you, how about you do a 30 easy? See if you can go walk 30 minutes a day for 30 days. Start there. Start with some wins. Give yourself some wins to begin with because uh, most people come in, you're, you're already overstressed. Exercise itself is a stress. You're trying to learn stress management, okay? How to manage stress in your life, in your body, if you're coming in, you're already overstressed and you stress yourself some more, you're going to suffer major, major burnout and you're actually going to get injured physically, mentally, emotionally, hormonally and everything else by the exercise that you're doing. Um, so it's kind of like uh, Goldilocks. Whenever she went in to go get, go get the, uh, the borage, right? Yeah. There, there's, mm-hmm. there's Papa Bears, Mama Bears and Baby Bears, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Papa Bears is 75 hard. We're all in. Let's go for it, Right. Probably too much porridge, okay? Um, the, the baby bears, well, that's like, let's just uh, get up and stretch for 10 minutes. Not enough for anything, unless you're like major and majorly have adrenal fatigue, stuff like that. That may be just enough for you. But then you get mama bear just right. And you got to find that mama bear porridge that is just right for you whenever you start, especially for everybody starting in January, okay? Um, for everybody in January, talking to you in the camera right now, um, look at me right here, right now. Okay. Sadly, I don't want to burst your bubble, but January is you have a 99% chance of failure when you start in January. Okay. Why is that? Because everybody starts in January. It's the worst time of the year to do it. It's the roughest time to do it. Everybody's in the gym. Everybody has their, their goal. Resolution. You got, I've got my resolution. That's great. (laughs) You know, people write resolutions all the time. Do they do any good? No. Have you seen a resolution that you wouldn't do anything? No. Okay, so um, <laughs> so take the resolutions, get rid of them, right? So you, you have a 99% chance of failure in January because on January 15th, you have January, you have a resolution dump day, which is when half the people dump the resolutions, they're done with them. The rest, 75%, are done by the end of January. Everybody else is done by middle of March. Uh, so that's how that goes. If you want a 99% chance of success, you've already missed it, sadly. That happens in October. So if you want 99% chance of success, you start in October because you have 12 weeks. Note the 12-week time period here because you actually see some progress. You have 12 weeks of progress in the technically the roughest part of the year because what do we have? We got Halloween, we got uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, but honestly, those are three days, okay? <laughs> it's, it's not a season, it's three days, all right? Uh, I know, pumpkin spice lattes, whatever. Don't have those. Um, maybe have one a week, enjoy it for, for like a day. But you've got 12 weeks of success that you can have before January even gets here. So you've already got your schedule, you've already, already got your plan, you've already lost 10, 15, maybe 20 pounds in that time period, right? You're already feeling good, you're looking good. So everybody else is coming in there, into the gym in January. They got no plan. They've got no anything other than, I'm going to hit two days. I'm going to hit hard right now. Okay. Um, (laughs) Have fun killing yourself. Um, But you come in. You've already got your game plan set. You're you're good. You're already winning, okay? 900% chance you're going to stick with it. And once you hit six months, it starts becoming a lifestyle. After a year, it is pretty much a lifestyle. At 18 months, it is your life. It's just a part of what you do. You wake up, you have breakfast, you work out. It's just, it's what you do, right? Um, November, you have 75% chance. December is 
like 50% chance you, you'll, you'll have success in, in, in December because then you got a month, you might see some good stuff, but you know you're going to shut it down at Christmas and do nothing for a week, two weeks, okay? Let's just be realistic. So 50-50 chance you might pull it off then. January, 99% chance you're done. Um, February, kind of the same thing. March, kind of the same thing. April, you start getting back up to like the 50-50 range. And then it kind of it holds there until you get back to uh, to October, because summer summer break, everything is going haywire during summer. Nobody can get a schedule going. So, but yeah, there's there's the there's the breakdown. I wrote an article about that several years ago, like the numbers, the number game of of this for success. And it, it's actually it's all psychology, people. This is all psychology. This is why I tell the trainers go get some, go go learn some psychology. Um, it's in here. Yeah, again, it's in here. Uh, what I understand now is that first set a realistic goal. Oh yeah! Don't try to hit it hard, as you yeah. said. You, you get uh, you, you have to figure out what that realistic <laughs> yeah. goal is. So realistic goal, and then a lot of people, as I understand from what you say, is they are not persistent and they are not consistent. Then they don't start from easy to more difficult. Yeah, they're trying to do for one month everything that they have missed for probably the last five years. Uh, it's not happening. So it doesn't have to be a resolution. It has to be a lifestyle, correct? Yep. Yeah, it's, you, it, it, has to, it has to fit your life, right? So there's tons of programs out there. Um, I wrote a little thing a couple days ago about uh, there's, only, there's a million right ways, or there's a million ways. There's only one right way for you. That's why there's a, a million programs out there. One of those programs is probably going to work for you. You have to figure out which one that is. Which one fits into your life, how you live, how is it going to enhance your life? Is it going to make things better and easier? Most programs make things harder. So if a program makes things harder, you're probably not going to stick with it. Whether it's a workout program, dietary program, uh, lifestyle thing. Once, once you've had some wins and you're ready for some challenges, then you start throwing the harder stuff in just to challenge yourself. But in the beginning, you should be going for win, win, win. What can, what can, I, what can I win at? What can I do good at? How can I feel good at the end of this uh, instead of feeling beat up or I set my sights on doing this. Well, I, I failed. I failed again. I failed again. I failed again. How many times are you going to fail before you give up? <laughs> now, there's smart-headed people up there, out there that will fail and fail and fail again. They are called entrepreneurs. We're nuts, by the way. We're crazy. Okay? You, there's a screw loose up here whenever you're an entrepreneur, <laughs> just so you know. Um, but for everybody else, you fail one or two times, you're done. I'm out. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's uh, very interesting because a lot of people uh, I see, uh, and it applies to life as well, I assume, are just pushing themselves above the edge and they never think that their body needs rest and recovery. Oh, so uh, what do you say about the cycles? Man, so rest. Rest is the most underrated thing out there. Um, so a story about Superman, okay? I'm a huge Superman fan. Um, <laughs> so Henry Cavill, when he was getting ready to play Man of Steel, all right, uh, the trainer that he used, Mark Twight, great guy, incredible trainer, uh, to get him ready for the role, for six weeks, they focused on rest, eating and rest. So he gave him the number of calories he needed and how much rest. And he told him 12 hours a day of rest because of the training he was about to go through. You people don't, do, no, this is Superman training. You ain't ready for this. Uh, you've seen Henry Cavill. He's a stud. Uh, but anyway, so he had to do 12 
12 hours of rest for six weeks because they had to get so much built up, accumulated rest time in him because of the filming schedule and the training that he was about to undergo. They had to get him ready for that. And then even when he was there training, filming, stuff like that, they had a set rest schedule for him so his body wouldn't break down. Uh, same thing for Ben Affleck and everybody else. Once again, movie buff here. Um, and same thing goes for you, right? You have to know how much rest your body needs so you can be efficient. Some Most people need eight hours a night, okay? Just deal with it. Most everybody needs eight hours a night. Some people, if you're highly creative, my highly creative people out there, you're actually going to need nine to 10 hours. Um, and really, you got to focus on that. Otherwise, you will burn out so hard. Um, and then you've got this one little tiny subset of people out there. There's a point. 0.001% of the population can do four hours of sleep. These are the absolute busy bodies. They've got 10 businesses, uh, the Elon Musk's of the world, right? Because Elon didn't sleep that much. There's a few others out there. Um, we had a president recently, sleeps four hours a night, right? Because the brain does not stop, ever. It doesn't stop. They're just up and going and going. If they slept eight hours, they wouldn't know what to do with themselves, Um but uh, so figure out what your rest needs are, stick with those, figure out from an exercise standpoint too. Some people just cannot do a high intensity exercise. It will wreck you. Uh, some people can't do low intensity, low intensity exercise because it'll wreck you because you'll be so bored. You'll just quit. Um, but you have to figure that out too, right? What type of exercise is best for you? Do you need something that's a little more relaxing to rejuvenate you? Or do you need something that's highly stressful because you need that stress um, to actually improve yourself, right? I'm actually one of those high-stress people. I've got to have highly intense workouts, which is why I tell people, don't follow my workout. It ain't for you. <laughs> Just yes. don't do it. Um, but you, some of us need that really high-intensity, high-output thing to unleash some some stress that's being held on to, uh, and it's beneficial for us. Others, if you do that, you'll burn yourself out because the amount of stress load you're putting on yourself is not beneficial. So it's, it, once again, it comes back to stress management and how your body handles stress, uh, how you handle it mentally, emotionally, right? Uh, if you thrive in stressful situations, you're going to handle high stress exercise better. If you do not, you're going to need to stay away from it and stick with low stress exercises. And walking by far is the best exercise you'll ever do. I'm looking at the camera right now. I'm talking to everybody. For everybody out there, walking one, it's free, other than the shoes. Make sure you get good shoes. Um, Thanks for saying that. Thanks for saying that. Yes. Many people don't realize it. Yeah. Yes. Walking is the number one exercise for being healthy, right? The 30 minutes, three times a week. Actually, you need 30 minutes, five times a week. But um, just for being healthy, general health, for helping out with lymphatic drainage, which you really need this time of year, uh, wintertime, uh, it helps keep you from getting sick, right? Um, and weather in Dallas is nice right now. So get out, do the 30 minutes walk in nature if you can, not just on the treadmill. Um, cause the treadmill, eh, it doesn't, I mean, it helps, but not that much just from time perspective, but you need the outside time. You need to be in nature. You need to be roaming out around watching the squirrels, right? If you have a dog, well, take that dog out and go walk it. Okay. Um, your dog will like it too. Um, but this way from a stress standpoint, it helps reduce stress. From a body fat standpoint, you're going to lose body fat rapidly doing that too because it de-stresses the body and helps your body eliminate it. And the secret to burning fat, burning body fat, here I'm going to let it out there, and it's not a fat-burning pill, it's breathing. The more and better you breathe, the more oxygen flow you have, the more in and out you have, the more carbon dioxide that you're ex 
that you're putting out into the environment, that's right, we put carbon dioxide out there, um, the more you put out, the more body fat you're going to burn. And it's just that easy. That's where most of your body fat goes to. It, it Literally, it's hot air going out of you is yep. how you burn most of your fat. Yeah, so we, we come to the point now, and that was about to be my next question, but you already answered. Why do you need a trainer? Because what already said, yeah. this is what the, tra the trainer will determine as well. With, with the help of the trainer, you're going to determine your cycles, your rest, your, your intensity, and all these things that you know, a lot of people are not familiar with. So, and a lot of people into me, they don't realize that that doesn't apply to, uh, to the sport only. It applies in everyday life. Oh, yeah. This cycle, rest and uh, workout and work. Uh, and a lot of people get burned out and are not productive just because they don't have enough rest. Yep. It's okay. So you need a trainer for the same reason you need an accountant and you need a trainer, trainer for the same reason you need a lawyer and you need a trainer for the same reason you need a good mechanic. <laughs> you need a professional. You need a professional because you're doing stuff that you, yeah. DIY. It's cool. It's fun. You watch on TV. Have you tried DIY? Have you tried this? Have, I've, you've done the home project before, right? We're going to DIY this. I saw it on, on this show and I saw watched it on YouTube. It looks so easy. <laughs> and okay, we're going to pay double for this now. Right. Yeah. So it's don't DIY your health. Right. You can read a lot. I've got a book. It's a good one. Uh, it can help out. But whenever you are walking, whenever you're running, like there are form issues, there's mechanics issues. Um, and finding somebody that knows how to write that down so you can perform better for that, which means if you're out walking or running and you get this head bubble thing going, which is going to cause you to have some brain disease <laughs> later on, uh, which you don't want because it's like taking a jab every time you do that. Um, Having that, having your mechanics fixed, having somebody go over your body and say, okay, here's what's weak, here's what's strong. And it takes it takes time to find a good trainer, okay? Here's the secret for, for finding a trainer. If you want to take the time to do this, if you can go to the gym, go there, go at different times if you can, go morning, noon, and night, watch the trainers, watch how they interact with their clients, see if they're doing the same program with everybody. Um, not always a bad thing, okay? Um, Brett controls the glute lab. Kind of the same program over again, but it works. You want great glutes? He's got the program. It's awesome. Um, but watch them. Watch their attitudes. How they how they do stuff. Uh, what their what their specialty is, right? And as you're doing that, it's going to help you figure out who best to work with, right? Um, from from a trainer standpoint, because you got to have the right trainer. All trainers are different. Some of them are they're just there to push you and make you hurt. Right, they're they're gonna beat you up for money. I hate to say that's a lot of the industry. They're just they want to beat you up and take your money, and that's their whole job. It's like, wait, I mean, yeah, that's kind of the job, but not really. <laughs> I mean, are you gonna get paid to get beat up every time? Um, hopefully, you don't get injured in the process. But you know, it, if you can handle that, go for it. Right? Some people need that. Whenever you've been working out for a while, maybe you do need to get beat up for money every once in a while. Um, if you can handle that and you're, you know, the form is good and they're not injuring you while they're beating you up. Um, but yeah, it's, it takes some time to do that. It's the same thing like finding a doctor, finding a lawyer, finding a mechanic. It takes time to find a good one. Ask around, get referrals, right? Ask people that you know, right? I know a bunch. If you're not around me, I can probably, I can probably find one in your area that's, uh, that's going to do well for you. 
Um, but um, so yeah, it's it's finding the right one because if you've ever had a bad mechanic, <laughs> you you know what yeah. can happen. If you've if you've had a bad accountant, you know what can happen, right? Um, so it's it's good to find the person that's right for you that can hand that can handle what you need, especially if you have a special thing that needs to be taken care of. Find somebody that specializes in those things. Uh, look them up online. Hopefully, they've got some good SEO and everything else wrapped around the website, uh, which is tough to do. Um, but um, you know, it takes some time and some research, and also investigating yourself in what you need to do. Maybe try some stuff out. Start off walking first, and then go out and watch some stuff. Maybe take some classes. Um, if nothing else, get somebody that can just take you through, through the equipment and show you how to use stuff properly. Now, make sure they know how to use stuff properly. <laughs> there's, there's, there's that, right? <laughs> so <laughs> make sure they're using yeah. and And maybe ask your rat, are they doing that right? That looks so weird over there. I don't, is that, is that proper? Is that good technique? Is that good form? Well, good technique and good form comes down to whatever your end, end goals are. So um, there's more than one way to do a squat, right? So you got to figure out why you're doing the squat and that will kind of tell you how you're going to approach it and whatever issues you got, like if you have knee issues, back issues, shoulder issues, whatever, uh, that would pre- kind of predetermine like squat pattern motions and things like that. So, um, you know, find somebody that's been around for a while, not just somebody that just does it for fun uh, on occasion, unless, you, unless you've been working out for a while and you just want to do some fun, wild, crazy, stupid stuff and, oh, and hopefully not get hurt. Yeah. Well, so uh, actually we got to do a, a few you know, general points. Uh, make it a lifestyle. Yeah. Set a, a realistic goal. Hire a good trainer. Get to know your body. Yeah. Yeah. Get get to know your body first. It sounds very easy. Yeah. It is. It's, it's really simple. It's it's super simple. It's super simple. It's yeah. it's the so the the problem with simple things is they are simple. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the problem with easy things is they're easy. Not are they easy. They're, they're not just easy to do, they're easy to not do. Oh, yeah. And that's the bigger it's problem. Easy it's easy to not do, yeah. It's the, I could have done that, but I didn't. Why? Well, because it, it was easy not to do it, right? It's always easy not to do something. Yeah, it's, it's way easier to have bad habits than good habits. Bad habits are just really easy. You can go out and eat McDonald's every day. It's, it's, you can complete them every day. Yeah, it's cheap, it's easy, yep. go do it, right? Um, <laughs> but the ramifications of that over time are bad so if you don't do that and you start making the good choices which are tougher yes they are more expensive at times but they're an investment right so it's what are you putting your money in? are you putting your money into junk that's going to have no return or are you going to put it into some good investments that are going to have a major return later on uh, to where you're not going to be spending a lot of money later on as in $2,500 a month on medications that you probably don't need um Doctor's visits, the time waste of going to see a doctor for stuff that you don't, you really shouldn't go for because you could have taken care of that with some better lifestyle issues. Uh, one of the best ones, outside of the walking and sleeping, water. Uh, really cool study, really cool study that came out of A&M. This was years ago. They looked at just one bottle of water, adding one bottle of water, okay? One of those little bottles of water, okay? 16 ounces, 16 ounces, one bottle. So adding that to your day, reduce risk of cardiovascular disease, um, diabetes, and several other things by several percentage points. It was 
It was yeah. wild. I had just one, one bottle of water, okay? Most people should be drinking about, just for simple math, if you do one liter per 100 pounds of body weight, that's about what you should be taking down uh, every day. Just bare minimum, okay? Most people don't take that. They're, most people are doing like two bottles of water. So this takes you up to three, okay? Maybe four bottles of water a day, which is close to half what you should be having. But it improved all the markers dramatically, um, especially blood sugar. Really helped out the blood sugar because it helps thin out the blood and you get more flow. Um, but most people are severely, severely dehydrated and drinking just a little bit of water helps out. So walking, sleep, getting enough sleep and getting some water. You're a plant, okay? <laughs> You're a walking, talking plant is, <laughs> to, to some degree, right? We, 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 need some vi- we need the sun for some vitamin D. We need to get out in the sun as well. Not too much, but we do need some sun. We need to be fed. We need to be watered. We need to rest, and we need some sun, okay? We're plants with major emotional issues. <laughs> they can move around. All right. Well, um, we, we went through uh, sport in um, sport and uh, immune system. So we went mm-hmm. through some uh, pandemic and uh, the virus and, you know, uh, there were all around, uh, you know, different recipes, how to improve uh, your uh, immune system. I have never heard from anybody to say, hey, exercise and, uh, and you know, properly and your immune system is going to improve. So how how the how the exercising how the sport uh, improves the immune system? Well, they're they're related for sure. Okay. So interestingly, um, Facebook. I love Facebook memories. By the way, if you haven't seen my page, I post a lot of memories because there's some good stuff in there. So I posted one a couple of days ago. This is when I was starting leading the questions. Like this is perfect. Follow the science, people. Everybody says follow the science. I'm looking in the camera to everybody right now. Follow the science. I'm going to give you some science. Important reminder, 2,873 gyms nationwide collectively tracked 49.9 million gym visits. This is during the first part of COVID, okay? With only 1,135 cases, that's 0.0023%, all of which had zero community transfer uh, transmission. Wow. And they shut down the gyms. Wow, they, okay. One, one of the gyms I'm at, okay, Still do some privates there. We almost closed our doors forever because of this. There are a lot of gyms that closed their gyms forever because of this. The gym industry got wrecked because of this. I am highly, highly perturbed. I have other words for this. Highly perturbed right now about what happened in the health industry to us and other people that were keeping people healthy. Um, So the bottom line of this is, and this was done by URSA, by the way. URSA actually maintains more gyms than anybody else on the planet. Um, so healthy, strong people frequently frequent gyms to stay strong and healthy. Unhealthy people do not pass around disease. Okay. Yes. I know some, some fitness people that, that, uh, you know, cut COVID and didn't do so well. Uh, Bill Phillips being one of them. We can talk about what's going on with this system with, uh, inflammatory issues because of stuff he did in the past. But, um, and then I've got, I've got a personal friend trainer. He, he got, he had a horrible bout with COVID, but he got, one of the initial strains, which is rough. I got it. I had it in November 2019. Um, I was sick for two days. I kicked it out of my body, mostly because I was studying what you needed to take to not be affected by this thing. I was not taking enough at the time because I did not know how much to take. And then I learned how much to take, and I started putting that off, putting that out there to people um, 
privately because I tried to do it online and, well, I got shadow banned heavily. Um, can't help people getting healthy. Anyway, um, so, but yeah, exercise is huge. One of the best, th the number one thing they did for people when they had COVID, they were in the hospital, okay? 30 minutes of cardiovascular exercise. That was the determining, that was the determining factor for getting out of the hospital. That's what got people out of the hospital the fastest, is even though they couldn't breathe, right, their own nebulizers, all kinds of other stuff, they could get them to move for 30 minutes. They improved greatly to the point they could get out of the hospital. Um, all provable, too. So um, that was a huge thing, just the cardiovascular exercise and getting the blood flow and, and everything else um, and getting the oxygen into the system, right, and, and getting their lungs to work again um, was a huge thing. I could go on a diatribe about everything that should have been done, but it wasn't done. But um, yeah, COVID was a, it's a major store, sore spot for me because of what happened to the fitness industry uh, and medical industry too. Um, I know a lot of people in the med medical industry that had to leave or start new stuff, although it, it created some brand new businesses. So that's, that's a good thing. <laughs> but it created my brand new, created my brand new gym, right? Thank yeah. you, COVID, for creating my brand new gym. Um, <laughs> without it, it would not have happened. Um, but, uh, you know, kind of have to see the, as king, you have to see the good in all things, right? Um, but uh, so, yeah, COVID was uh, was a major issue. The healthier you were, the less chance anything was going to happen, right? Uh, you start looking at comorbidities. For every comorbidity, your chances and risk of death from COVID went up by 30%. Everyone, 30% every time. Um, so anybody that had high blood pressure and cholesterol issues and uh, diabetes issues, the worst, hardest hit of any piece of the population, especially if you're obese, if you're 30 pounds or more overweight, which most people during COVID got the COVID, they gained the COVID-19, okay? Most people gained around 20 pounds, 19, 20 pounds. Um, that was a great, funny, horrible joke, by the way. Um, <laughs> dark comedy is always fun. Uh, but uh, the the millennials, millennials, I'm talking to you in the camera, millennials right here, okay? Millennials put on 30 pounds, Okay, oh. on average, millennials put on 30 pounds. I hate to say it, they don't have the coping mechanisms that you and I have. Okay, uh, the, the boomers and the Gen Z, we got coping mechanisms like nobody can believe because of all the stuff we went through, right? Yeah. Growing up, did we have parents at home? No, we had to do, we had to figure out how to make food or otherwise we were going to die. Okay, <laughs> we quite literally walked uphill both ways from school and home, and we had our own keys, we had to go home and do everything ourselves. Um, thank you, mom and dad, for that. Uh, we're, we're, we're much more resilient now, but, um, millennials didn't really have the coping skills, coping mechanisms that we have. So they ordered food a lot more, drank a lot more, sat around a whole lot more, even though they had every chance to work out. Do you know how many free programs there were out there? Um, who is it? Uh, the, the group that does, uh, Sean T insanity, all that stuff, uh, Beachbody. So Beachbody did, they, they had their programs for free for like a year. People could have done their programs for free for a year. Now, I know some people that got really healthy and really fit. They, they were the 1%. Um, I, even, I did one for free. Like, I did free workouts for two months online uh, for, for, uh, for physio, for the gym, gym, just so we could help, do, so we could do something for our members. Because we're shut out. We couldn't do anything. We couldn't even walk into the gym. We almost got taken to prison. Our owner almost got taken to prison for walking into the gym one day just to clean up. Um, yeah, that's in Dallas County, by the way. And um, so, by the way, I, I was every day during COVID. I was every yeah. day out 
jogging or yeah. walking on yeah and, and you know that's yeah and, until until they shut down the parks <laughs> which was hilarious sorry you can't walk here i moved to the neighborhood get, get, your, get your mask on you can't walk i moved here. to what? the neighborhood <laughs> I was walking in the neighborhood. I'm outside. <laughs> Nobody's robbing for 20 feet. Leave me alone. Let me walk. I know. Um, I know. Anyway, yeah. so, but yeah, so everybody had every opportunity to improve themselves. Literally, everybody had three months to literally improve yourselves. You could do online courses. There's so much free stuff out there to help improve your life. Um, and some people did. And we're going to see the ramifications of that over the next, we're starting to now with new companies, businesses, industries that have started because of COVID, uh, because of people. They went into lockdown. They said, okay, fine. You're going to lock me down? I'm going to create something new. Isaac Newton created all kinds of cool stuff during the plague. Okay? The plague. <laughs> we went through the plague, right? I love that joke. I haven't seen you since the plague. Um, thank you for The Witcher for that. God, that's a great <laughs> line. I love that line. I use it every time I can. Um, but uh, so, yeah, everybody had every chance, they, every opportunity to to either improve or not improve, right? Um, yeah. Sadly, a lot of people got 30 pounds overweight, and when you're 30 pounds overweight, what does that put you at? That puts you into the obese category. You're no longer overweight. So you go 30 pounds over, you're now in the obese category. So the obesity level, obesity epidemic, skyrocketed because of COVID. And now we're seeing ramifications of that because of how many people are getting sick. Uh, the flu numbers this year, if you haven't looked at flu numbers, uh, RSV numbers, stuff like that, they're through. They're so bad that they are damaging the economy right now because of how many people are having to stay home, how many parents are having to stay home and take care of their kids. Um, I see this with my gym because we have a lot of student athletes. There were entire high schools that were shut down for a week or two because of the flu recently here, really? here locally. Yes, um, one kid catches it, a bunch of kids catch it. They go to homecoming. Everybody has it. The whole school shut down for a week, right? Um, and so the, the resistance to disease is not as is not as high anymore because people are just not as healthy right um sadly the pandemic made us way less healthy than we were and we were already not that great to begin with that's so sad by the way that's yeah. all sad you know it's um and kids they don't play that much outside these days and they stay mm -hmm. in front of the computers and yeah by the way um my next question is about olympic fit yes what um what is the focus of the Olympic fit? So the main focus, um, are you ready for a joke? Do you like bad jokes? <laughs> so um, I, I did a post. It was a joke post just to see if I could see if anybody would uh, sound off on it. So uh, here, here, here you go, you're right? Ideal speed in the back to provide low-cost health services in the front, <laughs> right? We are speed dealers over at Olympic fit. By speed, I mean we get you faster. Um, you want to take that 40 time down? And get a scholarship, come see us. You want to get that 40 time down and add an extra zero onto your pro contract, you come see us because they do. Um, you'll probably see some of the guys playing on Sundays and other days during the week. But um, so our main focus over Olympic Fit, because of the name Olympic, uh, my partner Ray, he's he's an Olympic sprinter. He's been in all the big races. He was there front, front row, front seat with Usain Bolt when Usain Bolt set the world record, right? Ray was in lane one, losing like everybody else, just applauding, going, that was awesome. How did he do that? He figured out how he did it. We know how he did it. We have the secret to speed, by the way. Um, so, but we primarily work with student athletes, okay, uh, junior high, high school, college, uh, getting them ready, and for life, too. 
right? There's a whole lot of life skill stuff going there, going on there, especially with Ray. He loves to he loves to mess with the students. Um, <laughs> we we make them think while they're there. There's a whole lot of brain exercise going on at the over at Olympic Fit, by the way. Um, but primarily it's to get them healthy, get them to their growth phases, right? Uh, so I'm going to start putting together some stuff because of uh, somebody that has pushed me to do some extra stuff that I needed to do. And now I have to do it because I got homework and I get the homework done. And when she hears this, yes, I'm talking about you. I'm not going to name her, but y'all are find out soon enough. Uh, so <laughs> I have homework to do because so most student athletes and most parents don't get what their kids are going through. Um, and this is like our primary thing that, we're, that we work with. Our secondary is actually the parents and the family and everybody else just wants to get healthy. We have the health services up front for low cost because we're dealing with speed in the back, right? Um, so for, for the kids, we help them get through their growth phases efficiently, less pain, uh, you know, all the growing pains, right? Knees, back, stuff like that. Usually knees. Knees are the main growing pain. Um, but we help the parents and the kids understand why they're going through that, how long it's going to last, uh, the phases of that, like when they're going to hit, like expect growth phases from here to here. These time periods is when you're going to go through it. Some are going to have pain, some are not. Some are going to have major growth, some are going to have just a little bit of growth, some are going to top out early, right? It's all genetics. But we can kind of give you an idea of what's going to happen uh, from that standpoint. And then from a performance standpoint, here's some expectations to set up, right? Your kid may be a super athlete when they're 8 to 12, and then they might top out at 13 and everybody goes up and passes them after that because they had an early growth spurt. They're the biggest, strongest, fastest. And then they topped out at 13 to 15 and they got nothing else after that. Most major pro athletes, other than LeBron James, because he's a genetic freak, uh, <laughs> most don't come into their prime until they are like in their 20s, right? They're going through growth phase after growth phase after growth phase. Um, unless you are a genetic freak, in which case you're just big and strong already and you keep on going and going and going. Um, some people hit the lottery, right? So um, if you're not a lottery, lottery winner, we help you, you know, build something sustainable and long-term. Uh, this way, there's going to be clumsy phases or you can go through that. It's, everybody's going to be like, what's going on with you? You can't walk, you can't talk, you can't throw the ball anymore. I think you're losing, you're, you're falling off your game. They're not falling. They're growing. Yeah, they're falling off. Their arm went from being three feet long to three and a half feet long. That's a huge difference. No, they can't throw the ball anymore. They got a. They went from a three foot lever to a three and a half foot lever. It's a whole brand new game now. And now she can go to a four foot lever, and then maybe a five foot lever, right? Um, with multiple levers in between. So we have to help them manage that and all the stresses on their body and everything else. And it's it's a really big complex equation with some really simple things to correct it. But, um, you know, it's making sure that you know the process that they're eating what they're eating, what they're supposed to be eating, they're drinking what they're supposed to be drinking uh, through those time periods. And you de-stress them during those time periods. You get off their back for a little bit and say, you know what, maybe you should rest some more. Maybe you should sleep some more. Maybe we don't train as hard. Maybe we just do some remedial stuff. Maybe we just have some, maybe go play some video games for a little bit. Back be to the kid. recovery. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah go, be, go be yeah. a kid for a little bit, right? Um, how much are they sleeping? Oh, they, they only sleep like six hours a night. That's, that's like half what they need. Okay. Did you, kid grew from five foot to five, eight over the summer. Okay. That's a lot. <laughs> Let them rest. Let them sleep. Yeah. Beat them a sandwich, something. Um, but so the primary, the primary is the, is the student athletes. 
Um, mostly because if they get with us in eighth grade, they're going to be with us for about five years. They'll be with us from eighth grade to high school, right? That's a long time period. There's a whole lot of influence and stuff that we can have on them to help them progress and do better, not just in sport, but in life and as a person, right? That's the even bigger part there is to help them grow up and grow through, and I really mean grow through uh, the adolescence or anything else. Because it's, it's rough. You've been there. I've been there, right? It's, it's not, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, easy. Yeah. It's not getting easier, right? No, we, we never got easier. We, no. we technically kind of had it no. easier in some ways when we were younger because <laughs> we didn't have all the social media stuff going on. We didn't have all the extra social pressures yeah. and uh, anxieties and stuff like that. that They deal with a whole lot more now. Um, we didn't have that because we were just, we were all cool with everybody. Um, no. I wish you kids could go, Josh, you go back to the 80s, okay? Go back to the 80s. 80s, so, so, 80s and 90s are so nice um, in, in, in so many ways. But um, so that's our primary is that. And then the secondary is everybody else. So it's mom and dad getting them healthy. Uh, anybody else that just needs to get healthier because we've got red light there. We do tissue stuff. We've got uh, an infrared sauna that nobody else in Dallas has an infrared sauna like I put in there because uh, it's an infrared sauna that acts as a salt room as well. Um, we've got some mind, some mind and some light therapy that goes on there uh, along with it to get you to de-stress. Uh, it's beach therapy is a thing. It's technically beach therapy because I got the waves going in the background with some binaural beats and everything else. Um, so it's helping people just get healthier from that standpoint. We do have supplements and we've got a doctor above us upstairs that handles all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, if you do have COVID or anything like that, go up there, see them. They'll take care of it. We got we got all the stuff you're not supposed to take up there. Um, we know how to take care of it effectively and quickly. Uh, but, um, in all kinds of other stuff, Dewey's fantastic. He actually is, owns the building. We've got major expansion plans as well throughout the building, uh, for all kinds of health and wellness, uh, and, and getting pretty stuff, right? We got to get pretty. So we got to do all the Botox and the fillers and, you know, yeah. um, uh, if, if you can lift a socket tucket, they do it up there as well. Uh, Dewey's awesome. Um, a little shout out for him. Uh, advanced surgical arts, look him up. He's vascular surgeon is where he started along with being a radiologist. So for pain management, we do some awesome pain management stuff up there. Stem cell therapy. Very soon, stem cell therapy covered by insurance, by the way. I'm sure you've heard about uh, the stem cell company out there being pumped by all the celebrity athletes in Dallas. We're better. (laughs) Um, We've got multiple ways of of doing ours, uh, and it's going to be covered by insurance very soon too, which is really cool. Uh, We're going to do some really cool stuff for veterans and and, uh, – uh, ex-NFL players as well for, for brain injuries. Uh, so CTE, right. uh, traumatic brain injury, we got some really cool therapies coming up for that. Uh, a third a third thing I want to do is for the, for the uh, professional athletes that are retired because uh, you, you know who has the shortest lifespan of anybody? Athletes. Oh, yeah. Sadly, athletes have the shortest lifespan of anybody because they put the bars through so much stress and a lot of them, when they get done with their sport, they hang up their cleats and they're done. They don't work out anymore. They they eat, they drink, they do, you know, they, they go out and they live life for a little bit, right? Some of them come back and they start training again because they figure out, oh, I can't do this for very long. Um, but a lot of them, you'll notice, they don't last too much longer past 50, 50 55. So things got down 57. Yeah, no, you, 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 you passed it. You, you beat it. You beat it. So uh, we, I, Because I work out. Yes, because you work out, you take care of yourself. So it's, it's part of your lifestyle. So uh, I do want to start doing some more stuff for the retired athletes and getting them back into being healthy. Uh, one, they can pour into the youth athletes we have there 
I love that little circle that we can have going on there. So we have the guys that have been there before looking at the young kids going, man, you kids don't know nothing. Okay, so here, here's the real here's the, here's the real story about what goes on in sports, right? Uh, here's what you really got to do if you're going to be successful and and have a life outside of that. But they, the student athletes also get to see the older athletes staying in shape and being healthy. You know, seeing mom and dad do it, great. They got to do that. Mom and dad, seriously, mom and dad, talking to you mom and dad right now, if you're not healthy, your kids aren't going to be healthy. It ain't going to happen. It's monkey see, monkey do. If you're healthy, they'll be more than likely they will be healthy. If you're not, they won't be. So if you want them to be healthy, you better get on it. Okay, so um, along with mom and dad, then we got the the athletes that this, the kids are going to be looking up to as well as, oh, they've been there. They've done it. If they see the older athletes taking care of themselves, they're going to want to do it too because, once again, monkey see, monkey do. I want to be like Mike. Uh, and, oh, wow, you actually get to work out with Mike right next to you in the gym. How cool is that, right? Um, I don't know if you've ever worked out with, well, I mean, you've been a professional athlete, but <laughs> if you ever worked out with, I was a professional athlete. What are you talking about? Um, but, yeah, that, that dynamic of working out with a professional athlete, they're with you, and you're kind of going through the same stuff, or at least they're in the room with you. It's, it's a whole different dynamic, really, and uh, that's why we're private because we can, we can do that. Well... Better than some other places. Um, Professional athletes get back home, okay? Yes. That way they belong, you know, like yeah. work out again. Oh, yeah. Get back yeah. to the lifestyle. And, and well, it's, it's, I, so most athletes, especially the old ones, um, it, it wasn't a lifestyle thing. It was a torture thing, uh, which is, yes. you know, you, you got punished with exercise, right? It was a punishment. Oh, yeah. It was a torture. It was something you had to do to go play your game. Well, I hate working. I just want to go play, right? So sadly, and they still do this, they make it a torture session. There are several trainers that we have to deal with, I hate to say we have to deal with them, but we have to get our kids healthy enough to withstand what their strength coaches are going to put them through. Yeah. And then they come back to us broken. We have to fix them again. They go over, they get broken, they come back, we fix them, they go get, go back over, they get, they get less broken than everybody else. But it's it's the whole thing of, it should not be torture, it should not be put out as a, as a torture to them. It should be a thing that they get to do. It's a benefit to them to be able to do this so they can play better, right? Um, so back in my day when I was a strength coach over at, uh, uh, Heroes Academy, my punishment for the athletes was to sit and do nothing. So if they acted up, they didn't do something that, that they're supposed to do, uh, bad attitude, whatever was going on that day. Right. And then we'd figure out what was going on, but they did not get to work out. They couldn't come into my room, right? You get to go out there on the court and sit down and watch everybody. That's like, a torture. Okay. Yeah, you you <laughs> they, you get to watch everybody get better. That's your torture is doing nothing. Okay, this this is a you get to do it in here. This is a benefit. This is a ooh playtime in the gym, right? Because um, there's work. Yeah, you, you're gonna work, but we still have some playtime. We make it fun, um, fun ish at times. <laughs> some days are more torturous, but that's because we got stuff to do, right? But it's. You know, making a, a torture as in somebody gets in trouble, okay, go run two miles. Well, they have now equated running two miles as torture. This is punishment. Are they ever going to do that when they get out of sport, whenever they get older? No, they're not going to. It's a punishment. I'm not going to punish myself unless maybe, oh, I ate more pizza than I should have. I'm going to go punish myself. And then that exercise is no longer beneficial. It is now a punishment exercise. You're not doing it under duress. You're doing it under stress. 
you're overstressing yourself and that two mile run, it quite literally is going to kill you more than it's going to heal you because of the intention behind it. Yep, that's, that's, that's right. Okay, so um, how people can reach you out um, if they would like to get their kids there or at least to get improved? Um, what's your website, email address, phone yeah. number? Uh, so the easy way, if Google. Google's great. Um, so type in Olympic Fit. We're the only thing we're going to pop up, right? There's only one of us. Uh, the only, if you want the website, theolympicfitgym.com. Uh, there's going to be many updates coming by the first of the year to the website, by the way. So, uh, But uh, that's the website. If you want to reach me, uh, the Clint. Actually, I messed up on the website. Sorry. Backtrack that. Uh, theolympicfitgym.com. <laughs> theolympicfitgym.com uh, for the website. Uh, for me personally, the Clint Fuquay at health at the Clint Fuquay at the Clint Fuquay.com. Um, trying to give out emails now. Uh, so the Clint Fuquay.com, the T H E, the health engineer, by the way, that's right. Um, or you can just type in the health engineer or you can type in Clint Fuquay. There's only three of me in the world. You can find the other two. There can only be one of me. Um, <laughs> I love Islander. Uh, but, um, so that's the easiest way. Um, once again, Google uh, Olympic Fit. Uh, we do have a little thing that pops up. If you want to message us, get some, get some questions answered, you can do that. Uh, if you go online or online, uh, social media, type in Olympic Fit onto Facebook or uh, Instagram. Our Instagram page is, we do a lot more on Instagram than we do on Facebook, by the way. A uh, whole lot on Facebook, a lot of reels. You can actually see what we do there. So you can see like my run order program. You can see the Ollie Fast program that we do for speed. Uh, some of the other, some of the other stuff we do for the athletes for the strength conditioning, because uh, I can guarantee you, whenever you see what we're doing, nobody does what we do because we have our own programming, we have our own stuff. Quite literally, we have created this from the ground up. Yeah. Well, great. Clean Foucault, everyone. The health engineer. Improve yourself. Get healthy. Call Clint. Yep. Thank you. And and if you, if you need a house, and you need somebody to find you a house. For less, which is gonna be rough in this market, uh, Mr. Frisco over there, Victor Tashnov. Absolutely, never busy for referrals. Yes, yes. <laughs> thanks for coming. Thanks for attending my show, and um, see you later. Yes, thank at the you. Gym. Yes, thank you for having me on. Yes, we'll see you at the gym. Bye, right. everybody. Uh, and you probably wonder why to buy in Frisco. Well, one big reason is that Frisco is growing faster than ever. New Frisco developments are happening, so don't miss it out. The Rail District in Frisco is your destination for upscale dining, shopping, and entertainment, according to the Merchants Association website. The Rail District merchant, uh, merchants courageously invite you to explore Main Street and its branching three streets. Visitors will fall in love with the free-spirited small town feel rich in history and featuring um, independently owned trendy boutiques, test-make home decor, handcrafted coffees, fitness and beauty, and top-notch restaurants specializing in gourmet fare and casual feasts. Activities with the Rio, uh, Rio District grow each year uh, to bring the community an experience that is completely authentic and special, including the annual Frisco Street Eats a gourmet, fo uh, gourmet Food Truck and Music Festival. 
quarterly uh, sip shop and straw events and so much more. So that was for today's show uh, and um, I look forward to seeing you next time.